Hey guys, this is Kurt Cousins. You're listening to the Wild Takes Podcast. God bless. Going Kaprizov, in for a chance to win it. He scores! Kirill, the thrill is for real. Seth Brodziak ahead, two on one with Niederreiter. He scores! Nito Niederreiter wins it for the Wild. Cut off by Mata, throws it off front, Dumba scores! Brian Walston for the wild. Penalty shot to tie the game. He blasts it Oh, my, what a shot. Fiala, Kaprizov scores! The thrill breaks the seal, and Minnesota wins in overtime. You're listening to the Wild Takes Podcast, presented by 10,000 Takes. Welcome to the Wild Takes Podcast, presented by 10,000 Takes, the podcast where we talk about your favorite team, or lately least favorite team, and give our takes. My usual co-host, Dev, is unavailable doing fuck knows what, but uh, I have notorious B-movie hater and Twitterless Marlo with me. How are we doing, Marlo? I'm doing all right. Uh, I I always appreciate uh, an opportunity where I can talk about how dog shit Jerry Seinfeld is and how how shit the B movie is. So I thank yeah. you for giving me this platform to welcome to the B movie podcast where we chat about how <laughs> shit B movie is, giving me my opportunity here. So this is my time to shine. Uh, I really don't I think mean, you're wrong on that though. I mean, well, I mean, movie, if you look at it as, as a whole, you're like, what is this movie even about? Like, I was this? I was gonna pitch it to Boss Band, who's gonna be coming on our podcast a little bit later here as well too. Uh, of launching a anti b movie uh podcast but uh but this i think this is the trial run right here we can send him clips out of this segment right here and see, see if he gives us the green light uh so what are you drinking by the way oh i got some well actually so my girlfriend's an infant teacher and she has a co-worker that recently got pregnant yay hey congrats but um she had this like alcohol mix that obviously she can't drink now so she gifted it to my girlfriend my girlfriend had me take a shot of it, and it is absolutely foul. It's uh, oh. <laughs> it's like grapefruit and orange peels and all whatever mixed infused with Tito's. Yeah. With some Mountain Dew Spark, just because you know I like having a drink while we do the pod, and that's what we got here. So, so you're, you're suffering, eh? Yeah, it's not very good. So it's not a very good drink. Uh, yeah. but, you know, I, say, I don't know if you can tell by looking at me, but I'm not a fancy drink guy. Something no, about I'm, like me doesn't scream that. Now, either am I, man. I'd, I'd prefer to just go get a six-pack of beer, you know? <laughs> well, let's roll in. Let's talk about our favorite hockey team, or like as you said, our least favorite hockey right team. Right now. Driving well, everyone a little bit crazy online right now. A little stir-crazy. They've lost 8-12 of 12 since the five of the last six games. So, yeah, watching the games hasn't been as fun lately. Those Flames games, Jesus, that was miserable to get through. I only got – luckily, only had to watch – a little bit of uh, what would it be the Monday night game? I think they played Saturday and a Monday with a day in between. Uh, yeah. But well, it did not look good. I don't know if you got to watch more, um, but I don't know. Something about the Wild, they just didn't look right and got a little better with the Stars. But it just feels like that one moment in each game, almost like in the playoffs last year. If you remember against uh, Vegas, we had the early goal, it got called back, and then they fell apart. Two straight games. It was back-to-back games that happened. And now we're getting that same sense of that happening again. I don't really know what's happening, but I'm hoping they can get it turned around by playoff. Because I th- this team's still a playoff team. Don't yeah. let that confuse you. 
They're not going to battle with the Ducks and these teams that are going to be on the bubble. This team will slam that door shut when they need to. So exactly. I mean, and that's the thing is matchups. Yeah, we're still sitting in a great spot. What's up, Billy yeah. G? Sorry, I was trying to. What's up, Billy G? Uh, <laughs> Billy G. Uh, we're sitting in a. We're still sitting in a really, really good spot. I mean, aren't we? I believe, if I remember right, I don't know if it's changed since then. My, I had a. I was in the hospital like a few days ago, or not that long ago. My brain was leaking like through my nose. It was crazy. Uh, so I didn't get to watch a whole lot of hockey. But I mean, we're still third in our division right now, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah. So we're, so and we're tied now. We're tied with Dallas. That's why people are freaking out. I think people tend to forget the fact that we used to have to be the guys who were fighting for just a wild card. Right. Spot, exactly. Let alone sitting in the top three. And yeah. people are like, oh, we're tied with Dallas. We're still third. We're still in a good position. That we're not, we don't have five games left where we need to win four out of five in order exactly. to get in like we used to be. And, and that's the thing is we have a couple lapses on the ice, but I mean, I we I talked to you a little bit on the Minnesota Rundown podcast as well too that I was on. We did like our live stream and I chatted about it a little bit where um this team usually ends up hitting their hot streak now and that's how we trickle yeah. into playoffs, right? I would rather have it this way where we hit our downslope, we try to pick it back up as we roll into playoffs, and then we take off from there. I'd much rather have that situation than being burnt out by the end of the year like we usually are. So mm-hmm. I'm not concerned about it. I don't know how you feel necessarily, but I mean, the team is still solid. It's it, We're making mistakes oh, yeah. and we're starting to see our depth catch up to us or lack yeah. thereof. But the Wild are still a great team. Dino was making moves that he it's it's the best for the team. It's just there's only so much he can do, and we're yeah. in a downslope right now. This stuff happens to every every good team out there. It just happens. So this isn't basketball where you got Steph Curry who can just bury threes to get right. you out of a pinch. We don't have that. It's yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think if if any streak you want to happen, you want to have it happen earlier in your season rather than right into the playoff time. And I love your point. The Wild truly. Every season they made the playoffs during that Parisian Suter era, besides maybe one season. They were clawing, fighting, needed a run to get into the playoffs. They'd always get there, but then they're just either injured or just dead by the time they got to the playoffs and it was done and over with. I'm hoping that we can, you know, kind of nip this in the butt, maybe get a win tonight as we're recording against the Rangers. Tomorrow, as you're listening, you already know if we got the win. Let's hope tonight they get this flipped around, they get a win. All they need is a couple wins to get them back into that feeling. They got a fully healthy lineup tonight. The first time all season we've had our entire top four lines, how they want them to look in our three pairs of defense and Talbot's in the net. So we'll just, we're going to have to see how this next stretch happens. Cause we went through a tough stretch and now I view this as kind of like our next stretch. We got a fully team. Let's make a run. And yeah, we'll see what happens from here, but they're already sitting in a playoff spot. We don't need to win. Let's see how many games, 30 games left right around, maybe 28. We don't need to win 20 games in 28 days or whatever into the playoffs. So yeah, it's, it's I would say it's one of those things or two where you got to wonder if we have like those sneaky injuries, which is goofy because mm-hmm. like uh, they must be like big ones because obviously now would be a time to be sitting out and resting those injuries as yep. opposed to we never had that luxury before in the past. You've just kind of dealt with it, but it makes me wonder because you see guys like Marcus Flake do not playing his usual self he still Mm -hmm. is bringing that physical presence when we need it but you're lacking in other areas as well too there's been a few players that have kind of lost i don't even know what the right term is not necessarily respect or like interest in how they play but um there are some players right now who just aren't they're 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 not they're not doing it for me right now jordan greenway was one person i've been i've been 
super critical on all year. If you ever tune into like Wild Hangover, whenever I get the chance to film those ones, uh, Jordan Greenway is a player that I have dogged all year. He had that three week like good spell that people fell in love with him, and I I even said I was like, all right, maybe I was wrong about Greenway, and then he got hurt again. And I don't know if he's playing a little bit hurt leading up to that as well, too. I've never, I haven't been impressed with them for the most part this year. And I don't want to dog a player who's out and who's hurt right now, but you got to think there's got to be something deeper going on. There's got to be a few injuries that we're just not obviously not hearing about it and probably never going to hear about because mm-hmm. hockey's that sneaky lower body, in- lower, lower body injury, upper body injury uh, right. kind, kind of sport. But it's, it's, it's not looking pretty right now. I don't, I really don't like where we're relying. Yeah, no, we got to get that line going. Um, and, and I think a name that stands out to me right now is someone who started the season very hot. And lately we've kind of seen probably isn't a first line center. And that's Ryan Hartman. Great play. And, and this isn't me saying, wow, we should get rid of Hartman. He shouldn't be playing because he absolutely has a spot on this team. Mm-hmm. But it, and I made the comment to Dev. We were texting the other day and, I, I was a little heated after that Dallas loss, so I might have just, you know, overreacted a little bit. I'm like, wow, we're just wasting away Caprizov and Zuccarillo right now. Those two are just – they know where they're at on the ice. Could you imagine an elite first-line center in between them? That line would be as good as any line in the NHL. Unbelievable. And part of me wishes – and we can get into some trade deadline talk here too. Part of me yeah. wishes they, they'd be a little bit more open with what their plan is because oh. I don't going out and getting a Giroux or Hurdle to put on that first line, or even on Boldy and um, Boldy and Fiala's line and move Gaudreau up. Because Gaudreau, he started the season kind of everyone's punching bag, you know. This Which I – didn't make on, sense. On the record, I was the opposite. I want that very, very yeah, clear. And I, I hey, so was I. Yeah. No, I so was I. Ready. When we signed him, I looked up whatever, some highlights. Obviously, I've heard of the guy, but I didn't watch him play hockey. And I was like, this guy's sneaky. He's got good feet. Mm-hmm. Great hands. He's got a sneaky shot. Yep. And he does it better than Victor Rask. He's like a better Victor Rask almost. Yep. You know? So you can skate a little bit with him. I, even if that means you move uh you move it around and you put a Giroux or hurdle with, you know, Bolte and uh, Fiala, you still got a Gaudreau to slide up that can play skilled hockey like that. I feel like Hartman is a very skilled player, mm-hmm. but skilled enough to be making these plays at Caprizov and Zuccarello. I mean, they're finding each other without even looking. Yeah, the one thing I was incredibly very skilled player. Yeah, exactly. And one thing I I think I had mentioned this before too. The one person I was really interested in because this is the time in the wild we're buzzing. I love Jack Roslovic out of Columbus. Huge mm-hmm. fan of him. He's playing fourth line minutes, if that. Um, that was a guy I liked as like a depth center, just in case if we needed that thing, and we need it now more than anything. Mm-hmm. But one thing I want to bring up, I was incredibly disappointed. I don't have the number in front of me. I saw Jewel Erickson X face off percentage the other day. It is not pretty compared to other starting we need it. Yeah, it's yeah. not our whole as a whole. Our face-offs the past two seasons have been atrocious. Yeah, because someone made a comment online as well, too, that was saying, like, uh, the Wild will start winning when they get a first-line center. And there was an under comment or someone replied back to him, like, oh, like, J.E.E. isn't a first line or isn't a starting first line center. He's not. And that's when I looked at the stats too, because I was like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Jewel Erickson deck defender. I'll stand up for him. I looked up his stats real quick. I was like, Ooh, maybe I don't have any, not a first line. I got nothing to stand on here. Uh, And that was the thing is we went into the season as where he was our first line center. He was fine. He was playing great, but it's just one of those things where it's just not sustainable. You need to keep that line together. You need Greenway at Foligno. That's the line that seriously should never be touched. As long as they're, Wild, that is a heavy line that can score goals. 
Bottom. That's the bottom line. You need to keep also, those guys together. Also, my wild take from I believe the last time I was on here is looking real grim. I think I had said that Greenway would surpass like forty-five points this year or something like that. <sighs> Tough. Tough. I don't know. What does he add? Can't be even close. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely not even close. Maybe I bet he's under twenty. I'd see that, but Greenway. That's kind of. I don't know if that's necessarily his game. Is you know getting a bunch of points. He'll make a play here and there, but I just feel like he's a heavy guy that they need to start getting him below the circles and wearing teams, especially come playoff time. That line is, it has to be good. He's He's got the Charlie Coyle complex is what I call it, where like mm-hmm. he's strong and he's big, yeah. but he doesn't play necessarily all the time, like a strong, big guy. Exactly. What we right. Need. It's, it's one of it, we need a David. I'm not going to say right now, but we would, lo- I would love ideally in a perfect world, a David Backus style centerman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Who, who can really just bang bodies down low. Yeah. But, we just don't have it. It's we're in a tough spot. We got it. We're in a few tough spots as well, too. When it comes to like, uh, you're going to like this transition. We're in a tough spot when it comes to getting people to sign with the Minnesota wild as well, too. Yeah. Let's talk. Well, uh, it looks like uh Jack McBain. Yeah. To your sounds like he's not going to sound like with the wild. No, it's goofy. The BC like, boy doesn't want to come and yeah. With all the BC. BCM. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Um, but I don't know what's your opinion on this. I, th- I say if he isn't going to sign, you ship him off for a second round pick. Yep, I, yep. And it sounds like what? from what, and he was a third mm-hmm. round pick. Third I round, third round so, pick. You're going to get something good back because uh, second rounders usually pan out pretty well, usually. Yeah. Um, and so that's the thing is I think people are willing to pay for it. Jack McBain is a proven, proven uh, defenseman at, at BC right now as well too. Mm-hmm. And it, it's tough because that kind of gives us credit to our depth without having depth. If right. he doesn't want to sign here, I, I'm assuming the reason that it's not happening is where the reason he's not interested is because he doesn't see him being able to come in and crack the roster immediately and getting that payday that he feels like he deserves as well, too. Um, but then again, this is another tough thing, too, because I don't want to lump him in with people. We've seen this fail before as well, too. Ryan Donato was one. I believe he was fresh out of college, uh, signed with the team. I think it was also uh, the Harvard kid ended up playing at New York. I can't think of his name right now. Jimmy VC. Jimmy VC. yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy VC is the one right there where he, yes. he ended up doing the same thing. We saw the same thing with uh, former Wild defenseman Mike Riley as well, too. Mike Riley yep. held out, signed with us. That didn't necessarily pan out either. It's So you never know. I'm not going to lump him in with like a player – with all those players and say, Oh, he's, he's a bust move on. Right. Uh, Cause he is still a solid player. Uh, and BC's a wagon for the most part as well too. So he's yeah. on a really good team, but uh, it's tough that we're, that we're going to lose a, a, a solid draft pick and a, and a player who looked incredibly promising coming out of college to go wherever he's going to make the most money basically. So. Well, he's got to do its best for what he thinks in his career. But uh, I think the wild, this is a guy where people, and this is this doesn't mean the Wild are going to be able to turn around and go, "Wow, we're, we'll give up uh, Jake McBain in a first for Tomas Hurdle or or, or it ain't going to work because there ain't no guarantee that he's going to sign with the team we trade him to. So exactly, like, eh. so we're not going to be able to use that as a trading chip. So if we're looking at moving and getting a top line center, it, it's going to have to come with the prospects that are already either here playing in the AHL. Mm-hmm or a prospect that's ours for more than just this season. Can we even, I'm not sure with how the cap space issue like works or whatever. Can we even technically afford like a Tomas hurdle? I love, I love Tomas hurdle, but I know he just resigned with the shark. So we'd have to take that salary as well. Yeah, we would. uh, It was like six, seven mil. I thought a year. 
Yeah, I'm not too I'm not too sure on how that would work, but this is I don't know if you've heard the rumors. The Wild are one of the teams brought up to take on uh, Weber Weber's contract because he'll be on LTIR, which would free us up for seven mil a year every year Ooh. for him. So maybe that's a, a route to open up seven mil. God, math is crazy. Yeah, isn't that crazy how that would work? Because me and Dev were talking about it, and he was like, I'm almost positive that's not how it works. But then Russo put it in his article. He's like, I'm definitely second-guessing it. And then I saw another person tweet about it. I was like, holy shit. Interesting. Brand pulls that off. That is a very big brain move right there. Correct. Seven mil in a cap crunch. They're going to need Because he's still Montreal, isn't he, technically? Yes. Yeah, oh, Montreal. man, Montreal, they're a dumpster fire, it's especially yeah. talking about getting rid of uh, Pitlick as well, too, or waving him off. They waved him? Didn't, if I saw that right, didn't I? Maybe I saw that wrong. I, if they wave Pitlick, that's just, what? <laughs> what? What is the point? Ignore ignore me. Hold on. Nope, yep, I'm wrong. Ignore me. I saw the wrong thing. All right, never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Pitlick's younger brother, isn't it? It's Rem Pitlick in the NHL. I believe it'd be Rhett yep. Pitlick. And then there's Tyler Pitlick. It was kind of because Pitlick, they're out. Two of the Pitlicks are with Montreal. And they're like, oh, and I'm pretty sure the brothers drafted there too. So it's, it's a Brady bunch going. <laughs> they're trying to acquire all the Pitlicks. They're like, give me all the Pitlicks. But he's a very yeah. good U of M right now. He got his chance to shine during uh, the Olympics because those guys left for the Olympics. And he, yep. <laughs> he put a chokehold on that roster spot and has not given it back up. But yeah. Yep, he's playing solid. They used him in the shootout as well, too. I think the other yeah. I've speaking of which I've won a ton of money off of Montreal this year, not to like pivot away from the wild or whatever, but <laughs> shout out Martin St. Louis. Oh my god, keep winning me money, please. Yeah. Unreal. What a turnaround. But if we could somehow pull off that Weber deal, oh my god. No, that's Maybe. what I mean. They're gonna have if if they want to go out. Here's the thing. This is the season for me, at least. I don't know what you think. This is the season right now the wild really need to look in the mirror and say, this is a team that can win. And I feel like if they make a few moves, this team could be a, a cup contender, but you get these cap casualties coming up. You don't know what it's going to look like in these future years, this season, the way it's, you know, played out how the wild have been able to come from behind and win these games. There's not a guarantee. They are able to do that in future seasons to have a team that's in the position they are at. I, I really do feel like this is a year to, to go not all in, but to go semi in to get yourself a nice top line center and yeah, we're not talking like all in Martin Hansel and we're talking right. <laughs> like make a smart move. Yes, but, and that's the thing with this team. I I think I agree with you because this team itself here, uh, we've never seen a team consistently buzz this much mm-hmm. outside of our our slump recently. Don't get me wrong, but this team when they get going, they're an electric squad. It was yeah. one of those things where you turn on a game and you just have that. You know, you either yes. know or you have that super strong feeling that this is going to be a W and you're going to enjoy the rest of your night. Um, I've never really seen that out of a wild squad, at least not as of recently. Um, and so that's the thing is I I agree with you. I think this is a team that can make a deep run. I think we have to be smart with the pieces we acquire. But Billy G, the man, I always forget which way to term I had. Billy G, the man. If anybody could pull it off, it's good old Billy G. I agree with you 100%. I just hope that whatever is going on with the wild right now, they can get it flipped around real quick and go on a little run before the playoffs come. Because I'll tell you what, if I have to sit there and if the Timberwolves advance further along in a wild, we're going to have some serious issues. With that, 
we're going to lead into our guest. We have a very special guest coming on this week of Wild Takes, and uh, we'll get into that after the short break. Hey, Miko. Ahead of your retirement this weekend, had a quick question for you. How much do you love me? I think it's very hard to describe. Now on the Wild Takes podcast, we have a very special guest, 10K's fearless leader, the face behind the curtain, and the world's best cup snake engineer, Boss Man Jack. How you doing this evening, Boss Man? I love the title, the the Cup Snake Engineer. It yeah, well. it really it really does. It's not legit engineering, but it is something that you should put in on a resume because it does yep. take a lot of teamwork and under heavy pressure and heavy inebriation that to to build to construct a Cup Snake. It's funny too because some of the guys from the wild uh, were actually texting me today asking for pictures of it. So there might be a second cup snake coming, maybe a pitch to the higher ups to let us do it in the seats this time. Uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of funny because we weren't able to do it in the seats the last time, but, um, I also thought about it. I'm like, I didn't think his professional sports team would ever sign off on this. So baby steps, we'll get there. I was going to say too, I was going to say too, it it reminds me of the whole, like the office bit where Michael goes out and visits Ryan and he's like, just tell people you're in finance. So he tells people he's a bank teller. You just have the opposite. You're a cup snake engineer, but you need to tell ladies that you're an engineer. Right. Right. By association, I'm an engineer. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, you're building something while, like you said, you're inebriated. And uh, I think that is just more impressive than being an actual engineer. Maybe not, but. Yeah. yeah, and they don't ask how; they just ask how many. The old hockey saying, right. "Right, right." Hey, if we build it, they come. If if we build it, they will come. It's from uh, yeah, that's dreams. It's basically a cup snake. Once you build it, other people in the stadium see it. They come. They bring cups. It's a whole team effort. And that's what well, we does. And, we and that's what it started. Fun. It's yeah, right, exactly. You know, that's what I was just gonna say. We started with basically, you know, just a little announcement that we're going to be sitting in the, the the outfield at a twins game and all of a sudden all these people are showing up and giving us cups and now it's the minnesota wild asking us to host our own cup snake night so mm-hmm. it's awesome man the, the wild are a great organization for wanting to do that oh, yeah like, serious kudos to them all all jokes aside for actually allowing us to go in there and be idiots it really is groundbreaking stuff so that's why we love our team we love the organization yeah, yeah. And, and I was going to say, the internal is doing great, but if we make a transition to how bad the team has been playing, I think that's why we brought you on a little bit here to chat a mm-hmm. little bit about the state of the Minnesota Wild and try and figure out how what we're going to do to try and fix this team. Yeah. Well, the funny <laughs> thing is, dude, we, we just had on our show, It's a Bit, we just had Ryan Carter on who does color for the Wild and does all sorts of stuff for them behind the scenes with content. We asked him, we're like, I think Zane was just like, what the fuck is wrong with the wild right now? Like, like, what are we going to do about this? And he like, didn't even have a, a definite answer. He was more of like, well, there's a lot of problems that they need to work through, but they're figuring it out. And, you know, he's confident that the team, you know, I mean, we've seen them win all these games this year. It's there for all the fucking people who are saying blow the team up. They've proven this year that they can win games against good teams. They've most of the team is, you know, people from last year who proved that they could take Vegas to seven games. I mean, there, there is hope. It's just, when's it going to come? You know, like they're such a streaky team, you know, when huge win streaks to huge loss streaks has kind of just defined the season. So, I mean, hopefully they break out at the right time and then they start winning once playoffs comes. I don't know, but yeah, like right. even that Carter didn't have like a pinpoint answer was a little scary, but he still got confidence. So, you know, why shouldn't I? 
you know, right. I, I was going to say too, I, I had that confidence as well too. And I remember I was on the uh, Minnesota rundown with uh, journalist Jake there. We were chatting about the wild as well too. And the one thing that I had said is I think they need like the old, like college game where you play some, some dunce team from the South where you can just pummel them and get that confidence going. See, and my thought it was, it was Buffalo. And that, yeah. that didn't work out for well, work Buffalo out for and Philly who but, should have been yeah. two games to get right there. The mm-hmm. issue is when Minnesota sports teams do that bit, they like fuck it up. Like, yeah, three hundred <laughs> grand to play Bowling Green on homecoming, and they lost by like two touchdowns. So, yeah, that was uh, unfortunate. Minnesota that really... sports teams are almost like immune to the whole "let's pay for a shit team to build morale." Right. Um, but the funny thing is, what I've been doing, and for those of you who are involved on in this little place called Wild Twitter, that I feel like didn't really exist until like the last few years, kind of when we came on the scene and we started to unite the wild fans via Twitter with uh, guys like Mark. Uh, what's his face? Rib, ribble, ribble. What's his name? The guy with the bathrobe. A sex symbol. Mark, Mike. Rib- yeah. I don't even know. I, I, ribble it? You're asking. So that's the bit on this podcast. Not yeah. knowing the yeah. name. So we're good there. So, okay, good. Dude, speaking of Dev, he's on, like, vacation or some shit, right? Like, Mm -hmm. he texted me, and he's like, hey, if you Venmo me, like, $90, I'll buy this kimono for you. And it was basically the same one the guy was wearing. And there was a second in my mind where I was going to respond, yes, like, buy it for me, ship it for me. But I'm like, I'm going to remake that video one time, and people are going to laugh, and that's going to be the end of it. And then, yeah. and then I'm going to be out 90 bucks. But anyways, going back to the special place called wild Twitter, I've been convincing everybody, not everybody, but a lot of pe- too many people on there to bet the wild minus one and a half and over until they eventually kick someone's ass again. It might be, I did it again tonight for the Rangers game. We record recording this on Tuesday. Yep. Um, so, you know, you can thank me if you lose again, that's what you get for trusting me. But if you, it's going to be so rewarding when we finally cash in on the wild hitting the spread like that because they just need to score like nine goals against someone and just remember that they're a good hockey team. It, That's it, funny, boss man. I actually was going to put in, you know, your intro here, the world's worst gambler until he's not, because you have gone on some hot streaks in the recent months. It's been uh, great. Dude, yeah. I'm I was going to, that's what my next question is going to be. How's the gambling scene going for you? I know uh, yeah, you're doing a lot of it on better edge lately. Yeah, shout out Better Edge. And yep. funny enough, I think since fall, I've hit over 75% of my bets. So I'm like the hottest yeah. guy around yeah. now. You're the best I, guy. I, it's to the point where I, it's funny because betting used to just be like a hobby, but I'm like making a decent amount of passive income from this. Like when you start actually winning a lot of bets and you start learning how to do it, like I got really good at betting NFL this last fall. And then now I'm kind of on to basketball. And once you kind of understand, and you have like your, your your sources and your ways. Like it's actually pretty easy to make money betting. Whereas before, when I had the title of the worst gambler of all time, was more of because I was doing these crazy ass parlays with underdogs and just throwing money out there like it meant nothing. But yeah, the gambling's been good, dude. It's been fun. I know Marlo. I don't know how you've been doing lately, but it, it's I'm telling you, it's it, it's been tough. Even for tonight's game in Minnesota Wild, I ended up picking. And uh, so if we lose, you can blame me. We can kind of do the whole. Uh, the whole Alexis bit where you got somebody to blame after a loss for picking against them. But I threw a ton of money down on the Rangers. So if we end up winning, you can blame me because I'm a terrible gambler. Uh, but I also did think Shostakin was Shosturkin. 
she, back to the okay. name bit. Again, the, it's uh, the name bit. I thought she, he was starting to uh, for tonight's game. Turns out it's it's Gorgiev or Georgiev or whoever you say it. There you go. He's a, just a dog shit goaltender. And so yeah. uh, it's been bad. College basketball has absolutely ruined me. Hockey's been my safe space. And I've actually been following you on that. So the one thing that says about Better Edge is, of course, they got their social their social area as well. One of the better parts about that app. Correct. And I remember I, I, I was in a downfall and I saw like boss man's like winning percentage at like 60 some percent, like just bonkers. Mine's sitting at a solid 30%. Yeah, and mine's I, down there too. I scroll. The first thing I see is wild over six and a half. And I threw <laughs> my entire balance on it. Cause I was like, I need to turn around. I need something going for me. And I commented right. on his thing saying, I'm, I'm literally riding you. You are my sea biscuit. And I'm just some tiny Fuck little yeah. jock. I'm just a fatter version a of a jock. Right <laughs> yeah, and and sure as shit, we're, I'm texting throughout the game while I'm having my stupid little brain brain leak thing or whatever. And I'm throwing chairs against the wall when they're scoring goals. It's a Dallas game, and it was just nuts. So uh, gambling's a nightmare for me. I love it. Uh, I, I love it, but I am hands down fade me whenever you get the opportunity. Is basically what I'm trying to say. Well, you guys were saying earlier, you know, blame me if the Wild lose tonight because I placed this bet. There's actually fans out there that really do think that what we do, mm-hmm. you know, at our houses with our bets, tweets. I know, Bossman, you you probably saw it on 10 Case Twitter today. Andy, our own AB, is blaming this losing streak on our bit, <clears throat> you know, that we post every Wild game day. And honestly, if you truly believe that anything you do is affecting the outcome of the game, you're just kind of an idiot. I mean, you have your little your your uh, routines that you do. That's all good and fine, but it ain't affecting the game, you know. <laughs> Anything. Yeah. What's fucked up about that whole thing was it. was Andy was doing it as a joke, and you have these like mentally yep. deranged yep. people from Central Minnesota like agreeing with him, but they're they're dead right serious. They're like, oh yeah, ever since you kind of started tweeting this stupid video, they've been losing, and I'm like, first off, we've been doing this for a year and a half. <laughs> George from central right. Minnesota with, without just, a profile picture. Chisago lakes. Yeah. Like we've been, I, I tell every single, I usually don't clap back at people, but I tell everybody from that main account. I'm like, we've been doing this since the playoffs last year. That's when this bit started was like at the end of last season. Right. So this the is Vegas not, series. this is not some voodoo magic horse shit that you think we're pulling with the wild because yeah. we would never want our own team to lose. And second off, it's funny. Like, it's it's hilarious. Yeah. If anything, you want to see that stuff the morning of game days rather than like, oh, back to the coal mines we go. I got I to gotta sit down and watch a game and watch the Wild lose tonight. Like, it's like, let's, right. just, try, let's just try positivity. Can we just give it a shot? No, I, right? I agree with you. Just we need some more shot, positivity man. on Minnesota sports Twitter. Everything is so, like, glum all the time. Yeah, we get it. We haven't won a title in a while. It's been, you know, yeah. dark. But it's just sports at the end of the day. This team has been successful for, what, 90% of the season? This last 10-ish games, they've been struggling a little bit. It happens. The Oilers lost, like, fucking 14 games in a row, and now they're – I thought there was a point where that entire yeah. team was going to quit. Like Exactly. You thought they were going to make the playoffs at one The whole goalie yeah. situation where he's talking shit in Sweden. Like, I thought the Oilers <laughs> were going to, like, like, dissolve as a company. But, well, right. They, but they, they add Evander Kane, too. How yeah. the hell do they add Evander right. Kane to that mess, and it all of a sudden yeah. works? And it, uh, two things here first. Does Andy still work for us? He does. It, he okay. actually, believe it or not, helps us get a decent amount of guests. So Good for Andy. I, I do like I do like Andy, Andy deserves some. And he shows up and helps him film stuff. I, so I'm always I, one to defend Andy. But 
I should clarify. I, that's Andy's clapback anytime you say something to him. So someone, I, yeah. Oh my God, he does. Yeah, he said that to me. He said that to me. I was like, okay, yeah. buddy. Let's yeah. let's. Pull someone on the main here. 10K account like keeps unfollowing him, and he like texts me. They finally he's like, "Who keeps unfollowing me?" I'm like, "Well, bro, you kind of ask for it. Like, you sit there and shit talk your own company. Like, yeah. You know, after a while, it's gonna happen. But oh, it's really funny quick, if you're doing it as a bit every once in a while. Yeah. Like, I want it really quick. I want to go back though, Marlo, to your over your brain leak on Sunday. By the way. The, the guys who are setting the odds in Vegas can't keep up with Dean Evison specifically. Like when, when we were at five goals left, it was four to one. There was like six minutes left in the game. We're at five goals. The wild can't do shit. The stars have clearly dialed it back because they're not going to keep scoring. What's the point? Right. Where you know, four goals or whatever. And Dean Evison's like, fuck that. We're hitting the over. He, he pulls the goalie with six minutes left. And I'm sitting there going, the people in Vegas cannot keep up with this nope. man because no matter how high they keep raising, you remember the over-unders for the wild games? Remember when they used to be five flat? And mm-hmm. then they oh, yeah. and half. And then they climbed up to six. And yep. then you saw on Sunday six and a half. And I was like, six this and is a half. Rockers, but I'm ridiculous. Gonna I'm still going to ride it. <laughs> and then they lowered it to six again tonight. I'm like, GG, that's an easy over for yeah. sure. I mean, the way our goaltending's been, like, no offense. Like we might let in six ourselves, so yeah, you know, going on well, a while know. as of lately to hit the over. Um, but yeah, and then when Dean Evison pulls that shit where he pulls the goalie with like six minutes left, it's like, all right, well, there's going to be a couple goals that are going to go in from somebody at this point, which, right? In, in so yeah, keep hit, keep hitting that over, kids, and we're going to keep betting the money line until the Wild kill somebody. It's yeah, gonna be sure. I really haven't seen a consistent um, six and a half over. But a uh, good uh, 10K employee, Andrew Lanceman, he hit me up one day. He was like, oh, I want a hockey bet. I want to watch the Wild tonight. So it's like, over. Just yep. bet. Easy. And, uh, Easiest bet. He, he, he got so nervous because he goes, dude, it's six and a half. Because I thought I hadn't been betting overs in a while. So I thought it was still five and a half like it is for yeah. every game. They usually just do five and a half. Hell no. He's like, dude, it's six and a half goals. I'm like, oof. Uh, you know, <laughs> I didn't realize they were really believing in the goals. Uh, you know, right. the Wild opening not being that good. Lately, I, I'm- I'm awesome. Googling something right now. I'm curious. Never seen it consistently. I'm I'm curious in NHL history what the highest ever over-under was set at because they might have to start <laughs> raising the wild overs to like seven at some, at some point here. For, uh, we're on track to have an over-under legitimately at seven goals. Well, the yeah. wild now have 19 empty net goals. I think we're up to on the, on the year, like where we scored the empty net. What is the record for most? That, that should be something we should look up because yeah, I'm going to look it up right now. Dude, they have to be getting up there. Like they have to be, they score. Like they've let in the most empty nets. Right? No, no, no. Meaning they've, well, letting in lately. Hell yeah. But I was going to say, cause that's a stat I mean, as well. <laughs> we, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we've scored. Yeah. 19 empty net goals. I can't even imagine when the last wild team even come sniff that amount is. Let alone NHL teams. Well, the Blackhawks scored five in one game in 1970. If you're wondering, <laughs> yeah. uh, in one uh, in one season, I'm curious on that. It's looking like uh, those two empty netters brought the teams to t- total to 22 on the year, setting a new NHL record at the Dallas Stars in uh, 2016. It's looking like. That was a really quick so, look up because I didn't want to spend too much time on Google. Right. So we're basically tied with uh, <laughs> big yeah. record of empty net goals with 30 to go. I don't know if that's something we should be necessarily like out of because I don't know if you really want to be pulling your goalie to the amount well, that we are. But Dean Evison doesn't help that, like you said, I, I, I believe it was nine minutes left against the Stars. He yanked the mm-hmm. goal 
There's it's, nine minutes left and, in the game. And fuck Dallas for leaving us in suspense, missing like right. empty oh netters seven times in a row. That was Then we get close and then they bury it. But honestly though, Marlo, think about it. We're I actually didn't want any of those goals to go in because obviously the wild had the advantage, so they were more likely to score, but that's true. But because if Dallas would have scored one of those empty netters, yes, we would have been only one away from hitting the over, but we would have put Capo back in and it probably would have just been a draw for the rest. of the Correct. Game. I told the, I told the wife that right off the bat, I said, wild need to score here in order for us to hope. And she's like, stop talking to me. I don't care about your, yeah. Uh, so it's, it, it's really <laughs> fucked up when you bet on your own team and like you reach that point where you're like, I don't really care about us winning anymore. Like I, need yeah, to I was even telling Carter about that. And he was like laughing at me and basically just, told me I was a degenerate, but like there was a point of that game where I'm like, all right, there's two things that can happen. A, which luckily did happen. The wild bang in a few goals themselves. And, you know, and I was actually at that point, obviously hoping they were going to win. They were only down one. Yeah. I got pretty, pretty excited. I was like, Oh, here we go. We're tying this up. But there was another scenario where Kaprizov puts in that first goal and then Dallas hits the empty netter. and We still hit the over. So I was like, if that happens, like I'm still going to be upset that the game is over, but like, if you're going to, like at least let's like win some money out of it, I guess. I don't know. Go. It yeah, makes that's... me sound like a horrible fan, but as a better, you also have to like detach yourself from the fanship. You do at one point and just be a good better that it played out the way it did. So, well, that's where I wish we can kind of throw. Uh, it, I I get like the whole like morality thing, but sure would be nice to throw it on like high school hockey because n- there's never there's always tons and tons of goals on high school hockey. That's yeah. guaranteed overs. You'd probably see nine, ten overs set on some of those games. Minnesotans would absolutely bet on high school hockey if we could. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would. Ten k sport book on high school sports. DMs, I've already gotten like six or seven of them. Can you talk to those guys that run that Better Edge app and see when they're going to put the high school hockey tournament on there? I go. Oh god, my god! You can't bet on kids. <laughs> you can't, you can't bet, bet on kids. kids. Can't There's like thirteen year old kids sometimes. Yeah, 14, yeah, if we're going to do that, we might as well bet on like cockfighting or dogfighting. <laughs> And the bad thing is I would do it. I, I'm that yeah. much of a loser that I absolutely would do that. Well, I, and I think you'd be surprised. I think a lot of people would do it, including myself as well. I'd bet on the high school kids because it just, oh. it's just like different, right? This is the time yeah. of year. I mean, thank God for March Madness, but this is the time of year where you kind of start losing your mind and you're just looking for right. something to do. And you're just like, uh, yeah, like there's some high school kids playing hockey. Like, I guess we'll bet on that. So... I don't know the morality thing. Yeah, it might be frowned upon, but I think Minnesota would set or put that on the map. Betting on high school kids. Especially I mean, hey, if hockey. they're looking, I hate to say, it, if they're looking for a way to get more viewership and more, you know, blow the tournament up even more than they already have. Gambling is always a door, you know, a front door in. It's yeah. just if you want to attach yourself with that, is what people are always skeptical about. <laughs> yep. Um. Couple of, one more segment with Boss Man here. Uh, I know Marlo, you set this up, so I'm gonna let you yeah. get away. But we got a little state tournament draft now that we we're talking about you know, the high school kids. There, yeah. action starting today. This is we're recording on Tuesday night, releasing on Wednesday. So Marlo, let's do our state tournament draft. What do you? Yeah, FYI, state tournament draft that has no monetary. Um, yeah, yeah, um, right. Uh, disclaim, yeah. disclaim, legal disclaimer. There's no bets being made here. This is all exhibition. It's for the fun of the game. All right. Correct. Oh, it's uh, yeah. No, we want to very carefully say that none of this is under the table at all. Yeah. As 10K's legal department, uh, I have yep. to advise that we don't talk about money at all. So we're, what I wanted to do is I wanted to see who 
out of us three, uh, incredibly knowledgeable high school hockey people. Uh, we talk about her all the time on Wild Takes. We talk about her in our chats. Uh, we don't at all. But I wanted to see if one, if if any of us could pull out a winner and see who can pull off maybe even two winners. So I thought, let's run a draft this way. We'll run through snake draft style. I don't know how we're going to determine the order. That's one thing we still – that's how organized we are. We still have to figure that out. But I figure we're each going to take two teams from single A, two teams from double A. See who can pull off the W. Now – I guess we can maybe run this on age, potentially, um, and run that way or run a different way, run youngest to oldest, since I'm the most experienced. Probably, am I potentially the oldest person at 10K, being 31? Uh, you're uh, you, you actually might be. 31. I think I might 31. be the oldest one. Dev is pretty close. Beach, Dev is younger. Uh, Beach might be 31 as well. He might. I know he's at least 30. Yeah, sorry, Veach. I because think I made fun of him for it when he he was out with us on his thirtieth birthday, and he's and I'm like, "You're 30? and he's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Oh, you're fucking old, dude." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "So Veach needs to lean more <laughs> into it." Right I to his face. What Veach needs to do that at softball, dude. Yeah, but, but maybe we run it that way. I mean, between you two, uh, I suppose is Zuch, are You the youngest then? Uh, no, it's probably me. I'm 24. I'm like, yeah, I'm 24 as well. I turned 25 in a month. Ah, I turned 25 in three months. Okay, well, let's run that way. Let's run youngest to oldest. So we'll let Boss Man, our our, our guest and our, our fearless leader, maybe, maybe take the first overall pick. We'll yeah. stake draft this. I figured let's start off with uh, single A probably. And then do we want to flip it for double A maybe? Yeah, sure. All sure. right, we'll run so that I, way. I always forget single A is the – that is the smaller towns, right? Correct. Yep. The, uh, the ones that people don't necessarily care as yeah. much about. As much about. So, Perfect. So I'm going to take the most obvious pick, uh, which is Hermantown. Pretty hard to Love bet it. against. Love it. Spots. Uh, and, and my reasoning is they're kind of like the bad boys of single A now. Like per per uh, mnhockeyhub.com. Great web. By the way, I don't know anything about high school hockey. I didn't until a few hours ago. Um, I, I watched the tournament, but I don't get as into it as others do. I think it's great. But uh, anyways, but they this was quoted from that article about Hermantown being the Edina of the North. Mm-hmm. Uh, these days, the Hawks are a virtual punching bag on message boards and social media, which we are too. Who fucking cares? Um, accused of everything from recruiting to sandbagging, a new low or high, according to Bondi and Hermantown coach Pat Andrews, is the moniker Edina of the North. I mean, the way I see it, the more shit that gets talked about, about you, the more you're doing right. I mean, Hermantown just gets dubs and you know whether people want to hate or not they're they're always the team that you hear about um so that's first pick for me hermantown they got a pretty good record this year i think they only have three losses from what i saw yeah and they were all the double a schools <laughs> so, right right yeah you know. so yeah that makes sense now hermantown hermantown uh they typically are there every single season but you know what they don't do every single season is when thing like and they, also, I have good jerseys. Their white jerseys oh, are yeah. ass. As yeah, my, no, blog, no. <laughs> my blog came out about uh, the jersey, the jersey blog, because you, as you as you guys know, and as well as Twitter knows as well too, is that I'm easily the most fashionable and most knowledgeable person when it comes to high school hockey. Um, and Hermantown's white jerseys are ass. Yeah, they are very good. Well, it's also there's there's nothing funnier than the fact that you can insult clothing that high school kids wear, and like grown ass adults get upset about it. There's, yeah. Yeah, it's the funniest thing in the world. Whenever you see like high, these high school hockey jersey blogs and people freak the fuck out. It's oh, like we're talking about high school athletes that 
Yeah, right. Unless you're buying the jersey, which would just be weird at this age, unless you have like a kid on the team. Exactly. It's hilarious. So I had to throw that in there, Marlo, because I saw some heat you were taking. I'm all about it. I want the smoke. Zooch. Yeah, well, Hermantown was the probably the obvious one. Obviously, you want number one in this this bracket, but I'm going with Matamidi. I think they as well, like like Hermantown, play a very double A heavy schedule. Uh, not a great record this season at 14-11, but they're obviously miles better than a lot of the teams in this single A tournament. Uh, they typically play Hermantown tough, and they won't have to face them to the championship. So. That's uh, I'm going with Matamidi for that reason. It, okay, beautiful. I we I suppose we probably should have done the whole JJ do 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 yeah uh, before each pick. But yeah, if you I, guys have a guy with extreme ADHD, impossible to rest to do that because uh, if not, then it doesn't work quite right. My voice is too deep to really pull off that with those high tones for a draft pick board. Uh, yeah. Mine's yeah. Anyways, I'm moving on here. So what I'm going to do is I didn't actually realize that this team was number two, uh, despite my high school hockey knowledge. But there is one team I cheer for every single state tournament, no matter who they play. It's Warroad Hockey. They were my number one pick for best Jays in the tournament as well, too, for single A. Uh, I love Warroad. I will always cheer for Warroad's success because they do it with such a tiny little population. I even looked it up the other day, and it blew my mind. I compared it to, like, my town where I was just a dog shit hockey player, and they're pulling out NHL Olympic shootout-style talent like TJ uh, TJ Oshie there. Uh, So Warroad is my lock. I don't even care who they come up against. I cheer for Warroad every single day year yeah monticello monticello they they got the upset uh magic though a couple years back what was that 2018 where they upset two teams ended up almost upsetting hermantown in the final so yeah knows, maybe was... they they have some i know i recognize one of the names I, it has to be his younger brother i highly doubt how many the same last name there are in that town but i'm pretty sure his older brother played on that team that did all the upsets so maybe they got some of that magic left over I was going to say, to go into your mod pick as well, too. Shout out the Dardis family. Used to be customers of mine. Love those kids. They're, yep. they're unreal. Great mod meet. That's a great pick. But I love to rip on Monticello, so don't even get me started on Monticello. <laughs> I've never been there. I just love to shit on that team because people love their jerseys so much for whatever reason. It's – it's. I've, dr- I've driven through Monticello. Or, uh, um, Monticello. Monticello's too many. Yeah. I've driven through Monticello a million times because I went to school at UND in North Dakota. So you got to fly okay, nothing there. There's like a <laughs> random ass cowboy Jacks yep. and you're kind of close to the Albertville outlet malls. That's really the only thing. Yep. Yeah. Monticello is always yeah. like, cause I, or, or I grew up in Anoka. You, you get <laughs> yeah, excited about Monticello because you're like, okay, I've hit the Metro again. And then you yep. drive through it in 10 seconds. So I, yeah. yeah. I was also got a nice arena though as well, specifically because their name is just badass. It has the word war yeah. in it. Uh, I would consider they possibly might not even play hockey. They might just go to war on the ice and yeah. just <laughs> fight everybody. So you know, yeah. all, I all, respect the pick. All time jerseys, all time color scheme. We're gonna move on quick here to my next pick, and I'm not picking favorites this year. I'm picking Cinderella stories. I'm picking best Jays, Minneapolis. Pick number two. I don't. They, they. I think they have an easy walk in the first round if they come, may, may come up against your Hermantown, may come up against New Prague, which I don't think is going to happen either. But I'm taking Minneapolis, the Cinderella story, on their way to the final as my second pick. Yeah. Can someone explain to me quickly how Minneapolis is in? So, is in that. So I don't. I don't know how many schools are in the Minneapolis. Like, because I'm looking at all these other towns, and I'm like, these are smaller. 
still good sized towns, but and then I think it's because there's not a lot of hockey. There's not a lot of kids that play hockey. More of a basketball, football. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of domination. Yeah, basketball for sure. It's just kind of goofy. You see, like New Prague, Monticello, War Road, and then it's like Minneapolis. Like the by the way, the biggest (laughs) city in in Minnesota. Like okay, New Prague. New Prague might lose by fifteen. I'm gonna yeah, throw they, they're not even five hundred, the dude. They're, they dude, finished eleven, fifteen, and two this year. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. New Prague is not good. Okay, that's, they are not good. I saw like a, a video of them playing against Northfield, I believe it was in their section tournament, and I, I physically, I did, I don't know how the hell they're in the state tournament. That team looks like a fucking Bantam A team. And the funniest thing is they they probably know it too, and they're just like, "Fuck it, let's just show." Oh up. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> it's just like Dude, hell yeah. Remember like the NFC the NFC South a few years ago? I can't remember if like Carolina got in like at like half halfway to five hundred. Like they weren't yeah. even five hundred. It's kind no, of it's like, yeah nah. But um, so you're going Minneapolis, Marlo? Yes, sir. You know, part of me wants to lean Monticello just because they had that magic that one year. My God. But, no, I, I like Alexandria. I think they're going to give Minneapolis a run for their money. So that's going to be that's going to be my pick is Alexandria. They get, you know, that's where my grandpa's from too. So I gotta I gotta show some support for Gramps up there. Does Gramps have a massive hog like you? <laughs> it come from? That's that's a, that's, is it literally uh, and metaphorically in the genes? Yeah, it might be. It might be in in the genes. Uh, all right, so I got <laughs> metaphorically. Um, I mean, let's go Mankato East slash Loyola. Whoa. Um, okay. I mean, I wasn't gonna pick New Prague. <laughs> I, no, I, I thought about it as a second. Like that'd be pretty funny, but I also look like an idiot because they literally finished eleven and fifteen. Uh, Mankato East slash Loyola, uh, Loyola Chicago, unrelated. Uh, had a pretty good run in the old. NC2A tournament the last few years. Maybe Mankato East slash Loyola is going to make a run in uh, the single A 2022 high school hockey tournament. Maybe it's just all in the name. So we'll go with them as my second pick underdog. Beautiful. I love it, actually. Beautiful. Let's, we'll have to get a graphic going for this one as well, too, so we can track this uh, to see who even has a shot. With our luck, almost all of our teams will lose out by the second round, and then we won't, we won't have to worry about it. But I say <laughs> we roll right on into double A. What do you guys say? Let's do it. All right, double yeah. A hockey. Uh, this is a tough one. I'm actually going to go away from my blog for a second here to kind of pick a team that I've always kind of loved. I played junior out of this city for some dog shit hockey team out of uh, Maple Grove, but I'm going to take Maple Grove, okay. the Crimson, over Edina for my first overall pick. I love Maple Grove. I've always been a fan of Maple Grove solely because like we would play – our games almost after when we'd practice after them as well, too, or even right before they'd go on the ice. Uh, Maple Grove has a soft spot uh, in my heart as well, too. So Maple Grove, I'm going to take them as, as a bold pick mm-hmm. for the first overall. Uh, for, you know what? This is an even bolder one, I think. I'm going for my first pick. I'm taking Prior Lake and Alex Bump because that's where 10K's studio, man. You got to support where we come from. You stole so, the words. I had them written yeah. down for that exact yeah. reason, and because I mean, the people there are rich, so they probably have exactly. the equipment. That was those were the only two reasons. And, and, like, and that that love. city that city holds a special holds a little special spot. I know in uh, Jack's heart, probably too. You know the first office. It's uh, a lot of great memories in there. You know that's where he built this this what do we call it burgeoning empire that uh, yep. we're building here at 10K. So I'm uh, 
I'm going with the uh, I almost called it the Hobie Baker. Marlo would have slapped me. I'm going with uh, Mr. Hockey winner Alex Bump. Fun fact: I won the Hobie Baker in my high school year. There you go. <laughs> really? Was that like self-appointed or coach appointed? I kissed his ass enough. Uh, okay, there you go. There's so, your lesson. If you haven't learned anything on this podcast, there's your lesson. Just kiss ass and stuff right. does work out. Also, uh, shout, yeah, dude, shout I, out Prior Lake as well, too, for the yellow pants. How fucking bold oof. of them to rock. Yeah, those jerseys oh, are so good. They're hot as shit. Oh, my God. Prior Lake is just a great town, man. I mean, it's a mm. fun time. Yeah, like Charlie's on the pier, you know, right on right on the lake of Prior, Prior Lake. There's a lot of fun to be had out there. Downtown's that little scenic kind of old style where the 10k office used to exist and all of its spiders and ants boat house I do, I do breweries. Yeah, the boat house breweries. is huge and it kicks ass but there is will always be a part of me that misses yeah. what that what that building was and just getting to hang out there all the time so i, I like the pick yeah. um all right i'm going uh, hill murray okay love it. it love it number one seed uh number one seed you, you almost yeah, have to go one. yeah um, the other kind of thing with that that I that I had written down here in my notes is uh, all the kids at that school are probably rich because yep. uh, they probably have equipment that guys in the show don't even have yet because guys in the show have athlete money, but these kids have CEO money, which is on a whole, <laughs> whole other level. Like those green buckets, they rock so fucking sexy. Yeah. That, that Kelly green helmet. You can it's wear also, that, you can wear that like, anywhere and people think you're sick. Right. It's yeah. also like human nature, especially this time of year, to pick the number one seed. I think Mm-hmm. regardless of all the people who fill out a March Madness bracket that are going to say, well, yeah, I'm going to pick some underdogs. They're still going to have all four number one seeds in the final right. four. Well, right. And Jack, I, I it's, it's like the color person. scheme, the color scheme is similar to your alma mater, you know, North Dakota. Right. 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 Yep. I, I, it's I, the high school version of North Dakota. Everyone hates on them. Everyone wants yeah. boss, them. Boss, boss, boss man noted Duke fan. I nope, fuck that. Although I do feel bad that they gave Coach K a bench after everything he did for them. But um I, I have friends who went to Hill Murray. You know, I got I got a little bit of ties there. Uh and they're the number one number one pick and they're rich and the kids probably have good training and good equipment. So that's my reason. There you go. Easy, easy pick. Um so my second pick, so I was gonna go with Prior Lake as my dark horse, but I appreciate that Zooch beat me to it. Uh competition at its finest. I can't pick Edina because then I'll probably have to stab myself in the cock. So let's go with Lakeville South, twenty-five and three. Ooh. Dude, those are two, those are two very good picks. picks. I also hedged my own bet. Like at least I know after the first round, one of my teams will still exist because they play <laughs> each other. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize I just did that until right now. Uh, they play each other. You didn't even realize he hedged his bet until the last possible second. There. Yeah, yeah. Being smart now that I'm good at betting, uh, being smart is just second nature. I don't even have to think about it anymore. I guess. There you go. All right, Zooch, what do you got? Mm, yeah, I don't want to pick Edina at all. Uh, but and you had Maple Grove, I believe. Maple Grove, yep. So one in the three seed have been one, three, and one, three, and uh, who's the other? Wait, what was Lakeville South? Cougars? Uh, they're not Cougars. They're, they're a random draw. They didn't get, yeah, they got random draw, which I didn't. Oh, okay. Ever right. since that, my, yeah, I don't like the random draw, honestly. I think the, I wish they would just seed it. A little side story. My brother, he made the state tournament with White Bear Lake in 2018, and their team was 19-3, and three, I believe. Mm-hmm. And being unseated, yet they beat, like, two of the teams. It's it's stupid. I wish they would just Yeah, it's it. like the NC2A rankings. Yeah, because they had to end up playing, like, Blaine or someone who's the number two seed. I'm like, they are not the second-worst team in the tournament. It's but a joke. Um, uh, I – 
And dude, I want to shoot myself for having to pick fucking. You die. Fuck. Um. Yeah, it's got to be a Dino. I mean, it's just you're it, a turd. It, it sucks, you're a fucking but, turd, dude. It sucks, but they're they're just good, man. They're good. They they. And I don't know if they got healthy or something. I haven't paid attention as much to high school hockey, but I thought Benilde was a wagon, and I thought they were going to blow out Edina. But Edina definitely did the opposite of what I thought was going to happen. So I'm going to go with Edina. Got two dark horses. I don't even think I picked a seated team. Okay. Okay. I, I, I would say I fucked up with Jack's first pick uh, in our last draft as well, too. I accidentally said the spuds out loud. Uh, I totally messed up. I was in the wrong bracket looking at it. But I'm taking Moorhead spuds. Nothing. Yeah is more dominant than calling yourself a fucking potato. You <laughs> deserve endless respect if you're just going to straight up rock spuds across your chest. I'm all about it. Skull tatoes. That's what I'm all about. Love so, it. Absolutely potatoes, love it. Potatoes and crimson is when I'm rolling in double A bracket hockey. I got a great feeling I'm probably going to lose out after first round in uh, both matchups, but hey, stuck with my heart. So there we go. I'm a man. I'm a man of uh, integrity. I'm like Zooch. Taken, <laughs> you know, but sometimes you just kind of have to swallow your pride and just do what makes sense. So, you know, sure. yeah, there is money on the line, right? No, one, no yeah, right. right. There's allegedly no money, but money on the line. No, <laughs> no, yeah, but I, well, <laughs> with that, that will end this edition of Wild Takes. But before we go, we have to get wild takes from everyone. So, boss man, starting with you, what's your wild? Uh, my wild take is that the Wild turn it around and make it to the Western Conference Finals this year. I, I think yeah. I think they're getting the losses out of the way at the right time. It's funny people say the Wild, you know, they usually do this shit in January where they lose a bunch of games. Um, I think maybe there's nothing wrong with doing it now because they'll get hot right at the end of the season and then ride another winning streak into the playoffs, maybe make a deep run into the conference finals. I don't know. That's it's a it's more of a fan take. I just want to see what the city of St. Paul would do with, with a conference run. Um, but we'll see what happens. I love it. Marlo. Yeah. If, if we make a conference run as well, too, if you thought you saw enough of me with my shirt off, Imagine what it's going to be like if we make a deep playoff run, let alone win the cup. I, I just, I just want to see, like, I just want to experience a deep playoff run. Like, dude, oh, the city God. of St. Paul would be drunk for three weeks straight. It would be I, the best time of my life. I would love to experience getting deep in any aspect of my life. But anyways, uh, my wild take is going to be more not so positive. We're going to go a little bit negative here. I think within the next three home games, if we see – losses in two of those three we will see a jersey tossed on the ice i'm rolling the edmonton bit jerseys will be tossed and i will be fucking disappointed in our fan base because there is really nothing worse than that the jersey toss is when the fan basically gives up right correct fuck this team you can have this jersey i don't want anymore that person yeah correct that person should be jumped on their way out of the arena Yeah. It's, it's the most absurd thing that happens in hockey. It blows my mind. If Connor McDavid sees it, I don't see why the Wilds' delusional fandom may not throw a jersey on the ice. Like I think it's going to happen well, if we end up losing at least two of these next three home games. If not, I mean, that's not even including the away games we got coming up here. And it's so. and it's just downright stupid with how overpriced hockey jerseys are. Like it's just not economic yeah. to throw away a two hundred twenty five dollar piece of fabric. Like if you're going to pay for it, you might as well get your money's worth. Yeah, don't don't be like Edina Zooch. Don't be a turd. Okay. 
Keep your jersey on your back. I agree. I don't see the point of throwing your your jersey under the ice because your favorite team loses, but what else? Yeah, unless it's like a James Shepard jersey, then I guess, yeah, toss that one. But Right. Zooch, what do you got? Uh, my wild take is Kirill Kaprizov finishes, I'm going to say top three in the Hart Trophy by the end of the season. Wow. Uh, I, I the, other, the other day I looked and I saw how many points he has. It, 70 points, man. He's fifth he's, in the league. And he's going to break the franchise that far. Oh, he's going to crush it. He's, he's only, crush it. yeah. He's going to crush um, it easily. To see how important he is to the Minnesota Wild as a whole. I mean, this team completely from two years ago when they had just Fiala as kind of our budding superstar to now, the team has just completely and utterly changed. This is a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a cup contender, we'll call them. I know they don't look like it right now. And I know fans are probably like, ah. Oh, you know, they've lost six of seven and blah, all this stuff, but they'll get back to where they need to be. Our goaltending won't stay this bad, and Kirill Kaprizov isn't slowing down. He's still way over a point per game, and a lot of the reason the Wild are even in these games is because of him scoring goals. So, yeah, I think he finishes top. It's, it ain't a wild take. Top five would have been a little safe. I'm saying top three because at 70 points already, he's going to get 100 points easy. So he'll be in that top five. Dang, okay, I like it. I like so, it. I'm here for it. That is my wild take, and that will do it for the Wild Takes podcast. I want to thank Boss Man for coming on and uh, Marlo for filling in for Dev. So I want to thank you both. And uh, Boss Man, any, any plugs? Any, anything you want to plug before you get out of here? No, I mean, just thanks for everyone for uh, listening to this show amongst the other 10K shows, and make sure to follow us on socials. We'll keep, we'll keep the people going. Even during the dark times, we'll, we'll try to keep morale up. Uh, also, the Timberwolves have been playing pretty well. If you're looking for something else to watch, uh, can, if this jersey on the ice scenario happens, it might be time <laughs> to start watching the Wolves. So just want to remind everyone they exist as well. But, uh, no, like I uh, just definitely love love what you guys have been posting and, and love the Wild fan base. So just appreciate having me on. Get the fuck out of bed, bitch. Go. I can see who knows the most about high school hockey as my son is yelling at me. I was wondering why. Thank you. I thought you were talking on mute, but you were talking to your son. Makes more sense now. Oh, thank, thank you. Can you go watch your? Can you go watch? I'm trying to draft Oliver. Can you watch your show? <laughs> Spider Man's on. I love you. Anyways, I love you, but fuck leading you right now. Getting into the tournament. 